I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. This episode is focused on like, how can we overcome paralysis with this kind of thing? And I think honestly, this is going to sound so cliche, but practice makes perfect. And it's not even perfection. It's like practice gets you there. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 123. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. We definitely would. For today's episode, we're chatting about something that I feel like a lot of content creators go through. And that is overcoming paralysis when it comes to creating content. That feeling of like, you know, you've you've got something that you want to post and it's just hard to press that publish button for one reason or another. But before we go any further and get into that, um, which I could go on and on about, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Uh, today I've got a white cloth. So, you know, it's that time of year. George's favorite. George, you know, I never buy them for myself because while I do love them, they're not like my favorite favorite i usually in the summer i do switch it up between a lot of different like pre-mixed cocktails or whatever but um yeah i just i need one so i just uh decided on the he usually gets like the fun what he calls the fun pack <laughs> it's just the, the variety pack, pack you know <laughs> the fun pack and uh yeah the black cherry is my favorite i love the idea of a fun pack because sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to try all the flavors yeah and then you get to discover what you don't like too and then you can either mm-hmm. leave that for the husband or <laughs> sits in your fridge like i think we have some lime ones from like last i don't know probably the fall how bad is that we have not like cleared out all of that's why you just have a party and then you put out all the stuff that you don't want <laughs> true i mean alcohol doesn't necessarily go bad <laughs> ah, beer can get a little what do they call well, it Funky. yeah yeah. yeah, that's that's a but I, I think you'd be fine with stuff from last Seltzer fall. And, fine. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh well for me, I am sticking with seltzer today. Again, yeah. I like the idea of the fun pack. They don't do fun packs for seltzer a lot of times. So I say if if I'm if I if there's a flavor I want to try that I'm like I don't want to commit to a multi pack, I just buy one of those like the two tall liters. Yeah. Yeah. And the one meters, yeah, they're like ninety nine cents or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's so a good, that's a good way to approach it. Yeah, and then if I get sucked into it, like the oh the the so polar really this should be sponsored by polar. My whole life should be sponsored by polar these days. They had the toasted coconut one, mm. um, and I love it. And they yeah. just started making twelve packs of it, mm. uh, like a couple of weeks ago. So like we start, well, or at least they just started stocking them at our local market basket so i started picking up them because they're not only are they really good on their own but like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. i love egg creams and so what i'll do is i'll um take some coconut almond milk from califia farms which is like a toasted coconut almond milk and i'll put some chocolate sauce hershey's chocolate sauce in it and then i'll cut it with the toasted coconut polar seltzer it is like Mm. It's That's dessert. I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. Sounds sounds interesting to me. It's a. It's very tropical. It's very coconutty. Mm. You have to like coconut. I do, but I don't know what the seltzer and the. Have you ever had an egg cream? No. 
Well, they're they're really I'm not real big, New York. Yeah, thing. I don't know. Sounds a little. I'll let it you, sounds I'll let you have that one. <laughs> okay. So maybe next time you come over, I'll I'll make one and you can try it because okay. it it I know like to a lot of people the idea of like mixing those those not flavors yeah, sounds... but the bubbles with the milk yeah seems that's disgusting. throwing me off. that's throwing but it's me like off. an ice cream soda like a root beer float but without uh, yeah. the ice cream yeah we'll see you can all right try. well I'll give it a all while. right all right so well you're so your hesitation on that mimics my hesitation sometimes when it comes to publishing publish on things um i don't know about you jesse but I am a procrastinator, uh, which relates back a lot to my anxiety and my ADHD, um, which is kind of nice because originally, like, procrastinator is such a dirty word, right? And um, finding out I had ADHD several years ago at this point and noticing that procrastination is, like, a symptom of it made me feel a little bit better. Mm. But a lot of times, especially when I get a brand collaboration that I'm really excited about like you'd think oh you're really excited about it you really want to get it done you really want to work on it like there are sometimes when and I don't know if you feel the same way um I get something and I'll have that immediate reaction like oh my gosh this is awesome this is what I've been working towards and then it's like I sit on it because I kind of get nervous like there are so many expectations like I really want to knock this out of the park I really want to do well. Like what happens if this doesn't do well? What happens if it if if I if my vision doesn't come to life how I want it to? What happens if my audience doesn't react to it how I want it to? Like there's so many different factors that I feel come into play when you talk about content creation and that that has historically for me led to this paralysis like at each step of the way where it's like okay I get the I get the contract I signed the contract. Okay, now I've got to create the content. And I'm just like mm-hmm. sitting back and being like, okay, what do I do? And then I push myself to create the content. And then I have to like edit it together. And I'm just like, oh, no, what do I do? And then I get it edited. And then it's time to post. And I'm just kind of like, oh, no, what if this like I'm pushing this out into the world, this thing that I worked so hard on. And I'm so excited about what happens if it doesn't get the reaction. Do you... As a photographer, have you ever felt that same way, like booking a client or creating a big project that you've been working on? Like, does that happen to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. I, I mean, it doesn't happen every single time, but always there is always a little bit of hesitation when you send out the gallery to clients, like my proofing gallery. Oh, yeah. And it's always like, hopefully they like it because, you know, this is you know, they're investing in my service. And for many, you know, it's a big investment. And of course, I want to make sure that I've met their expectations. So yeah, there's always a bit of hesitation um, for that. So I, I get that. And I don't necessarily procrastinate. There are times where I will be editing a gallery and um, I actually do upload it into the gallery system. Uh, but I'm not publishing it yet because I want to come back to it the next day because mm-hmm. part of it is, you know, I want to make sure that my edits are looking good from like the color standpoint and everything. And and sitting at your computer for a long period of time, your eyes actually can start to lose um, the appropriate like color. Like it's weird. It's if any right. photographer is listening and they're totally going to understand like 
you may start to see things like at the beginning one way. And then by the end of your editing session, you're like, oh God, everything is looking way too warm or way too cool or whatever. I can totally relate so, to this. So sometimes I step back and I and I just like put it into the gallery so I can kind of see it and feel view on how they're going to view it. And then mm-hmm. I might make tweaks to it and re-upload the photos before I send them out. So I think, um, you know, this episode is focused on like, you know, how how can we overcome paralysis with this kind of thing? And yeah. I think honestly, I think this is going to sound so cliche, but practice, practice, practice makes perfect. And mm-hmm. it's not even perfection. It's like practice gets you there. Yeah. Um, and part of it is just for me and my photography journey. Um, I would say I used to be a lot more hesitant on sending over galleries and I would worry, 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 especially if I didn't get a comment back from my clients like right away, because I can usually tell when they've accessed their gallery. I can tell yeah. when they've logged in. Um, you know, so so when I don't get a reaction, sometimes I'm quick to say, oh, my gosh, why didn't they email me? Saying they hate it. And that's yeah. usually not the case because after they start, then I'll like go in and, you know, check check to see if they started to make their selections and they have like, you know, 100 favorited or whatever. And so so part of it is just time and experience. And now for me, when I do have those moments of hesitation, my tips are number one. If you need to sit on it for a day or two, make sure you give yourself your in within your workflow to do that. So if you, let's say like as a photographer, your delivery is one week, make sure to have your photos done a few days in advance so that you can go back and relook at it, give your eyes a rest to review and reflect and make those changes. Um, and then what I do um, is, and even when I do send sneak peeks and I'm, you know, hit or miss with if if I'm able to get sneak peeks out to my clients. But when I send it, I hit send and I walk away. I close my inbox. Hmm. Um, if I'm sending them a sneak peek on my phone, I close the text message. I'm not waiting for a reply. I have to close it and kind of walk away. And then when they get back to me, they get back to me. Um, and then again, just realizing that you have to almost trust yourself and that you are the expert and that you know what you're doing. And that sort of gives you that confidence to, yeah, like set that phone and walk away. But then lastly, my tip, my last tip, because since this is a mini episode, Mm -hmm. um, is there are going to be times where things don't go well Mm -hmm. and to have a protocol in place. Um, Your first, let's say, oh, moment um, with a client or unhappiness with the client is going to be the hardest, one of the hardest things that people will deal with, but it's yeah. going, it's inevitable. Um, I've had to have conversations with clients that weren't, you know, let's say a thousand percent happy with their photos and those conversations have to be held and they have to be, for me, I, you know, maintain my boundaries, but I also try and work with them. I have a very like collaborative approach with my clients. Let me see if I can fix it. What can we do? How can we make sure? How can I make you feel whole again? Um, that kind of thing. So, but knowing that, you know, just knowing that there is that possibility, but not letting it stop you. Push that button, walk away. So those are my tips. Okay. I like them. For me. So yeah, when you're when you're <laughs> at that point and you're sitting at your, you know, you've got it all queued up. Or no, no, let's let's take a step back. Like how w- when you've got that contract in place and it's time for you to execute um, in situations where like you've had like a hard deadline, what has gotten you to that finish line? 
Truthfully, for me, I have to write everything down. I I write out, and I've talked about this before in my life, because um, like in relationship to that ADHD where um, procrastination is such a, a a big part of that, I what I will do is, and it sometimes can seem redundant, but it's helpful to me, I will write everything down that I need to remember for a certain collaboration or for a client that I'm working on a piece for them. So like if something comes in that like you've sent, you've sent me, um, oh, my posts are ready for this month. I, if I can do it, like right that second or within that, that day, I'll go in and like, I'll watch the loom video you've sent me and I'll take your notes and I'll put them into a document. And, and like, I might not necessarily start the actual work that day, but having the information in that document and the stuff that you have said from that loom video added in the same place and like having the steps kind of laid out for me almost in a, an outline kind of sense. Um, that is having that, having that all laid out in front of me ma- is what makes it easy for me when I do get back to it. So like, I've already made the, for, for me, that's like the first step. So I've already made that first step and it's done right away. So then it's like, well, I've already done that first step. So the next step is just X, Y, Z. Same thing for collaborations. I will any any collaboration that I have, and again, this is where it kind of can seem redundant. I'll go through the whole document that they've sent me that's, you know, explaining the purpose of our collaboration. Like, what's the focus? Is it spring fashion? Is it um, this destination's a place to go for holiday shopping, whatever? And I take those necessary bullet points, like, okay, I am going here. This is what the the message that they want to go across, they want to send across. And then I'll write my ideas for how I can capture that. How am I going to, and sometimes that involves some research, especially if it's not a destination I've been to before, or it's been a while. Like sometimes I have to actually do a little research and see, okay, well, this place would do really well for these kind of pictures and this kind of video and stuff like that. But again, it's it's that same idea of taking that first step and creating a document that has where everything that I'm going to need kind of living in it just breaks it down for me. So then I'm not looking at a bunch of different places, a bunch of different emails that might have gone back and forth about something. Um, it just makes it easier for me to kind of see everything in one place. So that's my first step. And then whatever, you know, as, as I said, whatever project I'm working on, whether it's for a client, for their blog, I take it to the next step and I'll flesh out that that outline I've kind of gotten from their notes and whatever suggested photos that they want or keywords and flesh it out from there. Or if it's a collaboration, I go out and I take those ideas that I've already curated for shooting and I go out and shoot. And then again, it's just trying to get things done as soon as possible. Like, even though sometimes I'm like exhausted, especially if it's a trip and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just want to sleep. Like I will come back to the hotel and I will upload the photos and pick out my best ones so that I've already kind of done that step. So that by the time I get home, when I really am truly exhausted 
and I'm starting to forget all the great stuff, I've already picked out the good photos that I know I want to use and I made some notes and I can refer back to that. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's how I so that's how I do both sides of my business is is again just trying to take it step by step for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and I think that either way with what we're talking about that can like you know obviously you talking about it from a photographer's stand standpoint me talking from a influencer slash writer standpoint i feel like both of what we're talking about could apply to a lot of different creative fields now what do you do Um, do you have a similar process when you actually like post it because i think i think i even asked you once where i was like I never get worried, like, but if it doesn't perform, like, how it's, like, you're expected to as, like, an employee. Because it's, like, okay, if my client, it's, like, one thing if my client doesn't like the photos. It's one thing if, like, you're working with a big brand and, like, they're relying on, like, this to, like, really perform well. And so, so like, me where I, like, hit send and then I'm, like, phone goes away. Like, not going to look at it. And that's part of why I try to do the steps, as I said, as soon as I can, because this is a tough one because Instagram, like, I feel like every time I, because mostly blog posts live forever, right? SEO is is so great because you can come up with a blog post that was posted years ago. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, the right keywords that you might find that. Whereas like Instagram, which is such an instant gratification thing and really the most popular thing when it comes to, or TikTok, I guess, is kind of starting to creep in there. But Instagram is is still really king when it comes to collaborations. It seems like every day there's changes to the algorithm. There's, you know, I, for a long time, I knew that there was a certain day at a certain time where my posts did really well. Um, Then I would say photo posts. And then like for a while, Sunday nights at like between like seven and eight o'clock at night, because I was posting for like the mommy, you know, mommy bloggers kind of crowd travel, traveling with kids for a while, like Sunday night between seven and eight, I knew that that was when, my posts like that would do really well. So I'd post like a mm-hmm. reel of our weekend if we went someplace mm-hmm. or our trip to this place or my travel tips for this place, whatever. And it would do well. But these days, they're really, I don't really have a great answer to that because it's just so many times I feel like I'm pushing publish and just crossing my fingers. I do know there's a couple things that I can do to try to help it along. And that is being, and and we've had people talk about this before on the show, being active on the platform for, you know, 10, 20 minutes before I post um, within the hashtags that I know I'm going to be using, Mm -hmm. um, as well as the 10 to 20 minutes after I post, Mm -hmm. same thing. Also being active on stories around that time. Um, yeah it's like going against almost everything that I like do when I'm like but it's like it's different like yeah that's mm -hmm. I don't need it to perform like or you know as long as your clients are happy that's great whereas with my clients yeah they want to see that I'm posting something that people react to yeah results exactly right um 
there is there is this whole argument in the influencer industry where a lot of brands feel like, well, it's the influencer's job to get us sales. And I will go and and some people some influencers agree with that. Um, so if you're posting about a product or you're posting about a destination, like they want to see that not only does the the um material perform well on the app, but they also want to see that people are reacting to it in that they're booking a trip to this place or they're buying that product, or even sometimes it's just getting people over to that website. I agree with the other side of the coin in that my job is not necessarily to create sales. My job is to create awareness about a brand or a destination and what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily my job. Like, you know, and I, and, and it, it goes back to, well, what are you getting out of the whole deal? So many places are, we'll offer you this discount code. And every time somebody uses this discount code, you get a kickback of this much percentage. I don't, I don't like those deals because I find that very rarely, for one thing, do people even think about using the codes, which mm-hmm. seems stupid because usually it means that they get so much money off. Um, but so often, like, somebody will just go to something, oh, yeah, okay, I'll buy that, and they don't even think about it. Like, I know there's been a couple of things where I've gotten, like, messages from people. They've been like, oh, yeah, I bought this, you know, because of you, and they'll reach out to the brand, and I'll say, oh, yeah, I heard X, Y, and I mean, maybe they're not telling me the truth, but I highly doubt somebody would just randomly message me and say, hey, I bought this because I saw it on your Instagram account. I reach out to the to the brand and said hey i heard this this many people from this many people that they bought your product because they saw it on my and they'll go back and they'll be like well nobody used your code or nobody used your link and it's because well for one thing instagram you can't put a link in a caption and sometimes it's so hard to get somebody to that link in bio right so you know it's that that is a whole other situation in that Instagram's algorithm seems to be consistently changing. So, you know, while one week it seems like this time is a great time to post this kind of content, I might try to recreate some of that success the next week and it just doesn't pan out for one reason or another, you know, Um, maybe hashtags I'm using. Maybe it's just destinations not as pretty as the last destination or they don't like what I'm wearing or something like that. So that. Yes, there is. I've definitely signed up for a little bit of stress when it comes to that situation. I'm <laughs> yeah. a little jealous of you when it's like, yep, okay, that's just out in the in, out there. Like, if they're yeah. not happy, we have a discussion one on one. Whereas with me, yeah. if the audience doesn't find it entertaining, I have to go back to the brand and be like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Oops. So. Oh well. As my as my niece says, and, and yeah, and it's like you really can't say that, like I know, yeah, you know, and it's especially if it's something again that I'm really excited about or a brand I really wanted to work with, and it's it's always painful when and it, and it happens, it happens where just something doesn't come out, and you know, a lot of PR companies and um, managers are understanding of that. But it's still, they still aren't getting what they want out of it. And so, yeah, it's just, now I'm depressed. 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, so so I would say so so yeah, that's a whole other conversation when it comes down to it. Um, when it comes to how I just get over that paralysis of actually getting the content out, you know, done, edited and shot, edited and out there. I just I just have to do it as I just have to keep going step by step. And yeah. then that makes the whole, sense though. That's good. The whole, it's a good approach. Posting and hoping that it does well is really truthfully up to somebody else, some higher power, Zuckerberg <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So. All right. Well, now that I've probably depressed everybody from going into this industry, thanks so much for listening to Cocktails. And, in other words, everybody, just go just go become a photographer and do what Jesse does. Don't do what I do. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and you can email us at cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. If you would like to help me out uh, and, you know, get these get these uh, collaborations that I have off the ground and, and make these companies happy with me, which I would absolutely love if you would do, I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at FashionablyKateAndCo. Oh, I love it. Love it. And I am Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.